Good morning. Welcome to the Marketing Minutes Podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished up 1.63%. The S&P 500 finished up 0.57%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 0.26%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day up 0.66%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were communication services and technology. Communication services finished up 2.43%, followed by technology, which ended the day up 1.56%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were real estate and consumer staples. Real estate finished down 2.55%, followed by consumer staples, which ended the day down 1.29%. The market bounced between positive and negative territory yesterday before a late-day rally in the last hour lifted stocks and ultimately drove performance higher in a crazy and volatile first trading session of the new month. But before we get into the wild market action, the day started with some key economic data being released. So starting us off, the April Institute for Supply Management's Manufacturing Index decreased to 55.4% from 57.1% in March. Now, as a reminder, a number above 50% is indicative of expansion in manufacturing. So April marked the 23rd consecutive month of expansion in the manufacturing sector, which is impressive and somewhat surprising. However, despite being above 50%, Manufacturing actually grew at its slowest pace in April in more than one and a half years. And the outlook ahead, according to the report, is bleak. Amid a drastic rise in workers quitting their jobs and a likely slowdown in supply over the summer because of China's zero-tolerance COVID-19 policy. Now, the key takeaway from the report is that manufacturing activity is still being held back by COVID issues abroad, supply chain problems, inflation pressures, and labor constraints that have all made it challenging to satisfy demand. In other economic releases, total construction spending increased 0.1% month-over-month in March, following a 0.5% increase in February. Furthermore, total private construction increased 0.2% month-over-month, while total public construction decreased 0.2%. And on a year-over-year basis, total construction spending was up 11.7%. The key takeaway from this report is that other than residential spending, there wasn't much strength in spending activity in either the private or public sectors, which is not encouraging for construction. And lastly, the final IHS market manufacturing PMI for April decreased to 59.2 from 59.7 in the preliminary reading at the beginning of the month, suggesting that expansion in U.S. manufacturing remained broad. So a fairly busy day in terms of economic data, but none of the data released yesterday likely influenced overall performance. In fact, investors started the day yesterday likely relieved that the volatile month of April was finally over. Looking back at last month as a whole, the Nasdaq finished down over 13.2%, the S&P 500 sank nearly 8.8%, while the Dow Jones shed around 5%, all marking the respective indices' largest decline since the pandemic sell-off of March 2020. 
In terms of sector performance, consumer staples was the only sector to finish the month higher, while communication services, consumer discretionary, and technology all declined more than 10%. So a tough month and what's turning out to be a tough year for the market. In fact, through the end of April, the S&P 500 is down 12.9%, the Nasdaq is down almost 21%, while the Dow Jones is sitting 8.77% lower. So investors were likely hoping to start May with a clean slate. But through the majority of the trading day yesterday, it looked like the first day of the new month picked up exactly where April left off. Volatility was through the roof with the Chicago Board Options Exchange's CBOE Volatility Index, also known as the VIX, hitting 37 yesterday. And for most of the day, the path of least resistance remained to the downside. Investors continued to fret over the recent negative price action in the market, rising rates, growth prospects, and the Fed's policy decision this week. To that note, the Fed is widely expected to raise interest rates by half a percentage point on Wednesday, and the move is expected to kick off a period of aggressive rate hikes from the central bank to counter inflation. And the nervousness and anticipation heading into the meeting was reflected in the roller coaster activity seen in the equity market yesterday, where at one point, the S&P fell to its lowest level since May of 2021, and the Nasdaq hit a low not seen since November of 2020. To make matters worse, volatility in the bond market likely added to the wild swings in stocks, as the 10-year Treasury yield rose above 3% for the first time since 2018 yesterday and ended the day at 2.997%. However, much to the surprise of practically everyone, the market turned it around in the last hour, hour and a half of trading. And while there was no obvious catalyst for the turnaround, it's likely that sentiment might have simply gotten too bearish and the buying opportunities might have been too good to pass up. Whatever the reason, the final result was impressive. Six of the 11 sectors finished higher, with communication services, technology, energy, and consumer discretionary all finishing up well over a percent. And basically every big tech growth name ended the day higher. Meta finished up over 5.3%. Netflix finally had a day, ending 4% higher while Tesla charged 3.7%. In addition, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft all closed higher as well. So finally, a good day for the growth and technology names, which were crushed in April. In conclusion, it was an absolute wild ride of a day yesterday, where volatility was king, and despite the strong turnaround seen at the end of the day, it's likely the market will remain on edge until we get more insight from the Fed this week. But regardless of what happens, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi led a congressional delegation to Kiev for a meeting with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky over the weekend. Pelosi is now the highest ranking U.S. politician to visit Ukraine during the conflict, with the unexpected visit adding to the West's rising support for the country's battle against Russia. Pelosi praised the courage of the Ukrainian people to reporters Sunday in Poland, and the delegation members were unanimous in the painting of the battle as one of good against evil. In addition, they assured continued long-term U.S. military, humanitarian, and economic support, vowing that Washington would stand with Ukraine until it defeats Russia. 
In other news stories, Bloomberg had a scary headline yesterday reading, quote, can the world feed itself? Historic fertilizer crunch threatens food security, end quote. And when you dive into the article, you find that the outlook for crop yields this year is bleak. According to early predictions, the world will likely see a 14% drop in soybean production, a 15% drop in coffee, and a likely 33% drop in both rice and corn production. The article went on to state that for billions of people who do not work in agriculture, the global shortage of inexpensive fertilizer may appear to be a distant problem. But in reality, no household will be spared because even in the most benign scenario, rising synthetic fertilizer prices will result in decreased agricultural yields and increased grocery store prices for everything from milk to cattle to packaged goods for months, if not years, across the industrialized world. And in developing economies that already have significant levels of food insecurity, lower fertilizer use increases the likelihood of starvation, political turmoil, and eventually the preventable cost of human life. So scary story there. And lastly, Warren Buffett made headlines over the weekend following comments he made at the annual Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting. The 91-year-old legendary investor ripped Wall Street for encouraging speculative behavior in the stock market, effectively turning it into a gambling parlor. He also raised some eyebrows, stating that he wouldn't buy all the Bitcoin in the world for $25, while his vice chairman, Charlie Munger, who is 98 years old, took it one step further, calling cryptocurrency in general both stupid and evil. And we'll end today as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from May 3rds of the past. And May 3rd might be the slowest day in history thus far. So we'll start today in 1958, when Truman Capote's famous book, Breakfast at Tiffany's, was published. In 1978, a representative at the Digital Equipment Corporation sent what is believed to be the world's first spam email blasting out an advertisement to over 600 email addresses. In 1979, the Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher, was elected as British Prime Minister. And lastly, in 1999, the highest wind speed ever recorded, which is 301 miles per hour, occurred during an F5 tornado in Oklahoma City. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Market in Minutes podcast. Content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a recommendation of any specific investment product, strategy, or decision. It is not intended to suggest taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.